The Gospel reading for Christmas Eve comes from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2, and we will read verses 1 through 20. It's on page 724 of the Pew Bible. Please stand as you are able for the Gospel. From Luke 2, we begin reading at verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. Father, these are your words. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. Angels preach the best sermons. After all, that's what angels were created to do. The word angel simply means messenger. They're messengers from God. And here, an angel of the Lord comes from God to preach the most joyous sermon. And if all I can accomplish is help you listen to the angel's sermon and recognize that this is a sermon for you, I will be happy with that, and I hope you are too. This sermon that the angel of the Lord preaches to the shepherds that night, it might be the greatest sermon ever preached. 
and, and not just because it's really short, but listen to it again. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Greater news had never been spoken. And I mean that. Think about it. In all the history of the world, no greater news had been proclaimed than this. That God himself had taken on human flesh to be our Savior. Think about it. There could be no greater news than this. Read through the entire Old Testament and look for all the good news. There is plenty of it. And the greatest news proclaimed in the Old Testament is that a Savior, Christ the Lord, is coming. That is the greatest news in the Old Testament, and it is very good news. But now an angel of the Lord gets to proclaim something just a little bit better. That Savior, which is Christ the Lord, is now here. He is born for you. And this good news is for all people. The first seven verses we read are, are very matter of fact. Luke simply records the circumstances that brought Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem and how it is that baby Jesus ended up in a manger. Caesar Augustus wanted money, so he decreed a tax. And in order to administer this tax, they needed a census. They had to count all the people in the Roman Empire. And to do this, people went to register in their hometowns. And since Joseph was a descendant of King David, he went to Bethlehem, the city of David, to be registered. And he took his pregnant virgin wife, Mary, with him. These ordinary-looking circumstances brought about the fulfillment of Micah's prophecy that the Christ would be born in Bethlehem. And while they were there, she gave birth to the child. And it turns out the best place they had to put him was in a manger, a feeding trough for animals. So that's what they did. The whole thing seems very mundane, doesn't it? Even dirty. And it is. It is the total opposite of what we would expect. We would expect a golden cradle, right? And the glory of God to shine visibly in Bethlehem. But it doesn't. The creator of the universe appeared in human flesh. But there were no remarkable signs in Bethlehem. The eternal God took his first human breath. And then he cried, just like every other human baby. His face didn't give off a, a miraculous shining light. It just looks like an ordinary baby born in below average circumstances. But out in the field, it's a different story. An angel of the Lord came upon the shepherds. And this is where God's glory shone visibly that night. And it wasn't comforting, not at first anyways. The angel appeared, the glory of God shone around the shepherds, 
And the result was fear. This is already the third time in the gospel according to Luke when an angel appears to a human. And all three times, the angel has to say, fear not. Now, why do angels have to keep telling humans to not be afraid? From what we learn in Scripture, angels must be terrifying creatures. And apparently, there are different kinds of angels, and the Bible describes the appearance of some of them, and none of them look like Christmas tree ornaments. (laughs) In fact, if you were to decorate your Christmas tree with biblical-looking angels, you would have a rather scary-looking tree. But their physical shape isn't really the most terrifying thing about them. Angels are terrifying creatures because they reflect the glory of God. In heaven, these angels behold the face of God. And when they come to earth, a fraction of that glory is reflected around them. A few miles away in the city of Bethlehem, God himself is laying in a manger. But his glory is not visibly seen because the Godhead is veiled in human flesh. He looks humble. But out in the field, it's a different story. There is no veil over the angel. This angel who beheld the face of God in heaven now radiates a fraction of that glory on earth. And it is overwhelming. So the shepherds are afraid. At first, only one angel appears, but that's enough. The glory of the Lord shone round about the shepherds, and their reaction was fear. You and I would fear too if we saw a glimpse of the glory of God. Suddenly, all our sins would be revealed by the penetrating light of God's glory. We would have no excuse, and we would have nowhere to hide. But the angel does not come to frighten or destroy. The angel comes to give a message. It comes to preach a sermon, and a really good one at that. So it begins, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Good tidings, great joy, all people. This is how we know this good news is for us. The first audience for this wonderful sermon was the shepherds, and it was definitely a sermon of good news for them. But the angel knew these words would be remembered forever. These words would be repeated by the shepherds, written down by Luke in this gospel, heard all over the world every time someone goes to a Christmas Eve service, and even read by Linus in a Charlie Brown Christmas. These words would be heard all over the world for thousands of years. So the angel specifically states that this is good news for all people. The angel is preaching a sermon for the entire world. And we know that this sermon is for all of us and for each of us because the angel says so. The angel is preaching to you when it says, Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And notice there are three terms the angel gives for this child. 
Savior, Christ, and Lord. And each of these terms carries a special meaning. First, Savior, meaning he will save his people from their sins. That is what the angel had spoken to Joseph in the gospel according to Matthew. This child is a savior, a deliverer, a rescuer. He has come to rescue us from the things we are unable to save ourselves from. He is born to deliver us from our sins, from death, and from the power of the devil. These are our three greatest enemies, and we are powerless against them. Without someone to come and deliver us, we would be lost for all eternity. So Jesus is Savior. The second term the angel gives for Jesus is Christ. And this is the same as the Hebrew term Messiah. It means anointed one. He is anointed by God and sent into the world. He is the one the prophets spoke of. And he is the one that the entire Old Testament looks forward to and waits for. So Jesus is the Christ. And then the third term the angel gives for Jesus is maybe the most surprising one. Lord. And this refers to the Hebrew name Yahweh. Yahweh is the name God uses to identify himself in the Old Testament. And that is what the angel calls Jesus. Jesus is not merely sent from God to be the Savior. Jesus is God. God the Son is sent by God the Father. And so God himself has come down to save us. And he has veiled himself in the flesh of humanity, born as a baby through the Virgin Mary. The good news is this. God himself has come down from heaven to be our Savior. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And then the angel gives the shepherds a sign. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. When you think about it, this is kind of a funny sign. The shepherds follow the angel's directions and they go to Bethlehem and they find it just as the angel said. So what do they see when they get there? The only extraordinary thing about, this, about the sight they see is how humble it is. They find Mary and Joseph and a baby in a manger. If it weren't for the angel's announcement about the manger, the shepherds would probably ask, why is your baby in a cattle trough? It's kind of a peculiar sight, and there, there's nothing really spectacular about it. But the angel says this is the sign for them. So what is it a sign of? Is it a sign that proves the angel's message to be true? No, the angel doesn't really need that. The glorious appearance of the angel, along with the entire host of angels singing glory to God, that is enough to prove the angel's message true. And that's the obviously supernatural thing that happens. But there's nothing miraculous looking when the shepherds arrive in Bethlehem. Instead, the sight is rather humble. And that's the point. 
the shepherds are told to identify their Savior, Christ, and Lord by his humility. The Savior, Christ the Lord, has come in humility. There is no place in all the city of Bethlehem for him, but a feed box for animals. He is rejected at his birth, and he will be rejected at his death. And at his death, there will be no place for him but a criminal's cross outside the city gates of Jerusalem. He was born in humility, and he will die in humility. So the manger is the sign of his humility. He did not come simply to be worshipped and adored. It is certainly good for us to worship him, and one day every knee in heaven and on earth and even under the earth will bow to him. But that is not why he came as a humble infant. He came to serve and to be rejected. The sole purpose for which he came was to die. This he did to pay for the sins of those he came to save. And he rose from the dead to open eternal life forever. And the manger is just one of many signs surrounding the birth of Christ that foreshadow his cross. As we celebrate the birth of the Christ child, let us remember his humility. And let us remember what he came to do. He is born for you. He is crucified for you. And he is risen from the dead for you. This is why the angel preaches, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Amen. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.